Ever since the first tick-tock of time You brought order to a world undefined Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Welcome to the Genesis West Podcast. Our teaching teaching team is made up of men and women who love asking probing questions of each week's scripture portion, to which which our community community responds with curiosity, courage, and a desire to to expand expand in faith, faith, hope, and love. We follow the Revised Common Lectionary, and we follow the church calendar, because because they they anchor us in something something which can hold us, no matter what life throws our way. We exist to join God's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us. Everywhere. Cultivating new beginnings in all of us everywhere. We exist to join God's work of cultivating new beginnings in all of us everywhere. We hope you enjoy this week's teaching. We hope you enjoy this week's teaching. We hope you enjoy this week's teaching. The scripture reading is from John chapter 9, verses 1 through 41. As he walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. Then he went and washed and came back able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he. Others were saying, No, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him, Then how were your eyes opened? And he answered, The man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes, and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I don't know. So they brought to the Pharisees the man who was formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put mud on my eyes, then I washed, and now I can see. Some of the Pharisees said, Well, this man is not from God, for he doesn't observe the Sabbath. But others said, Well, how can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He said, He's a prophet. The Jews didn't believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but we do not know how it was that he can now see, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So, for the second time, they called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. But he answered, I do not know whether he is a sinner. One thing I do know, though, is that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he answered them, I've told you already, 
and yet you wouldn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Here is an astonishing thing. You don't know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to one who worships him and obeys his will. Never since this world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born entirely in sins, and you are trying to teach us? And so they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out, and when they found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me, so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, I have come into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would not have sin. But now that you say we see, your sin remains. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Oh, folks, that, uh, in addition to being the longest scripture we have ever read at Genesis, it is a crazy story, right? So let's start in verse 1. As Jesus walked along, he saw a blind man. So first of all, I'll play question. Go ahead and use your, your chat comment section. What's it like to be blind? That's the first all play question. What's it like to be blind? Rely on other senses and people. Thanks, Sandra and Nate. That's awesome. The McWhites say you need someone to rely on. Yep. Abby says, sad. Oh my gosh. Shannon, not so bad as long as you don't know you're blind. Ooh, snap. As usual, Shannon dropping the heat. Holly and Jim, scary, because you can stumble into things. Can be scary from Libby. Jenny said, scary. You have to have a higher level of trust from the Chamberlains. JC, uh, Abby said, helpless. You have to adapt to a new way of being. Okay, Shannon, that was Joe. <laughs> uh, scary, yeah. Let me ask another all-play question. That was awesome. Um, I think my response to that would have been, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be blind. Um, second all-play, what's it like to be seen? It says, as Jesus walked along, he saw a blind man. And this guy would have been sitting, we find out later in the story, he's sitting there begging, probably at the town gate. So people are coming in and out. Um, maybe some people don't even see him. But what's it like to be seen? Exposed. Whew. Proud. Validating. Vulnerable. 
Yeah, understood. You feel relief, surprising, nervous. I think it means your being, your soul is acknowledged regardless of your physical condition. Woo! To be seen is to be acknowledged and loved. To be hope-filled, liberating. Ooh, from Mitch, depends on who sees you. Izzy says, scared maybe. I totally agree, Izzy. Means you're around people, Ivor. Oh my gosh, our kids, our kids. Relieved, comforting, scary and honest. Sweet if they're your friends. Uh, and then Joan, it depends on what you're doing. <laughs> yes. What's it like to be seen? Feels like someone understands you. If you're seen, you have value. I, I just want to notice something, okay, you guys? Um, I'd much prefer being in person, but so many more people are answering the all plates this way. I mean, it's fascinating, right? I can't even keep can't even keep up. So before the next all play, let me add some commentary. Um, so I think it's really interesting that the story starts simply with, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a blind man. And then it's like full stop. So you can sort of imagine what, like what did his eyes look like? I mean, Jesus, as he was seeing this guy. What did he see? What did he feel deep in his bones as he saw this blind man? And we don't, we don't read what he said or did uh, because immediately what happens? Immediately, if you look at verse 2, and this goes for the next 35 verses, you guys, everyone else in the story, from his parents to the religious leaders to the friends and family to the disciples even, they don't see the blind man. They see an opportunity to debate and investigate essentially a theological uh, back and forth between who was it that sinned, right? I mean, isn't that fascinating? And the only way they find out how to solve the problem after 35 verses of going back and forth was Jesus a sinner? He must have been because he healed on the Sabbath. He couldn't have been from God. Was this person really? I love even the question like, was this person even the same guy? <laughs> right? Like this guy used to be blind. Now we can see someone goes, yeah, I'm not even sure if it's the same guy. I mean, it, like the level of absurdity that this debate rages on and on and on. And what's fascinating is from the time, like verse one, Jesus walked along, saw a blind man, and then he gives some commentary on, well, it actually, he didn't sin and his parents didn't sin. That's not the point, right? So he, it starts off with Jesus explaining that this is no one's, it's because of no one's sin. And then for the next 35 verses, what is the debate about? Who sinned? It's amazing. We don't even hear, we don't even hear. So, um, I also want to notice something, okay? Now, now catch this, you guys. Um, perhaps the most radical element in this story is that we see the blind man's perspective 
and we hear his voice. History is mostly written from the perspective of the people who throw out the blind man, so to speak. And so we get their perspective and we get their understanding of who the blind man is, that he probably was a sinner, that he was blind because he was a sinner. Um, and we don't even hear their perspective of the blind man. History is mostly written from the perspective of the people that get to make the decision to throw the people out. Amen? But the Bible is written from the perspective of the people who get thrown out. Can I get an amen? And that's crucial for understanding this story because we hear the man's voice and he even gets the last word. I mean, it's utterly amazing. So, this blind man, he was born blind and then Jesus healed him so now he can see. And maybe some of you are even kind of saying like, you know, cute story, but I don't know if I can totally get behind it. You know, does anyone like that? Like, anyone have the courage to say like, yeah, I don't totally know if I can agree that it really happened. Maybe some of you haven't even considered that it didn't happen. And this is another beautiful thing about the Bible is that I have no problem believing that it really did happen, 100%. I, I mean, I have maybe... Not 100%. I have maybe 93%. I, I'm not worried that it happened or didn't happen. But I also know that this story is about more than just a man receiving his sight. It's about that, and it's about the question, the philosophical, existential question of who is it that really sees and who is it that is blind. So here's an all play. What's it like to suddenly see something that you previously didn't see? What's that like? Feels amazing. Humbling. Feels like wonder. It's freeing. Oh, yeah. Scary. Yep. Surprising. It feels like a waking up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feels exciting, disorienting. By the way, uh, Cassandra and Nate said that um, the arguing is way too accurate. Like, this is how it really happens for the story to be false. I want to say an ending to that. Way to go, Cassandra and Nate. I love that. Um, oh, it maybe feels like some shame if you feel like you should have seen it in the first place. Totally, I get that. Um, oh, Bob, after recent cataract surgery, my world is so much brighter. Yes. Sad, I didn't see it before. It's humbling, humiliating, it's convicting. I thanked uh, Jenny Hill. I thanked a grocery, a grocery store stalker for the first time in my life, right? Because of the coronavirus and how, how hard they're working. Feels exhilarating, new possibilities. Feels like a choice. Will I be here versus where I was? Thanks, Becky. Feels like a new beginning. Thanks, Brian. Uh, feels stressful. Yeah. Sloan. Hi, Sloan. Sloan says surprising. Um, feels uncomfortable, Gina says, if it actually causes you to reconsider your worldview. Mic drop. Uh, Chris says shock. Oh, Linda, wondering what else I've missed seeing. Feels freeing. 
Ah, oh, Amber, sometimes it leads to doubt about what else I missed. Yes. So you guys, I interviewed this Latinx woman. Her name was Joanna after the Super Bowl halftime show. Do you remember the Super Bowl halftime show? Feels like about 75 years ago, doesn't it? <laughs> well, J-Lo, in case you were on a different planet, J-Lo and Shakira uh, danced and sang and it was uh, amazing. And then some people thought it was way too sexualized and all that stuff. Well, I interviewed this pastor, Latinx pastor named Joanna, because she had a perspective that was totally different than most of the people I was reading. Her perspective was that um, as someone from, uh, she grew up in, oh shoot, now I'm forgetting which South American country. But, and she said, she didn't, as she was watching the show, it didn't once even occur to her that this was a sexualized thing, right? And other people were saying, oh, this is the worst. So no matter what you believe about that, okay, talking to Joanna was really interesting to me. And when I posted it, I was so, I love talking to her. When I posted it, I said, um, I always do a little intro on my podcast. And I said like, hey, I, I talked to this really articulate pastor named Joanna. And a couple days later, she uh, sent me a note and she said, thanks for interviewing me. I had a lot of fun. And she goes, but I need to tell you something. As a person with brown skin, to be called articulate is really triggering. She goes, I, I know that you weren't meaning to, but the use of the word articulate, um, it, it's like you were surprised that I was articulate because I had brown skin. And I know you didn't mean it, but I just wanted to tell you that because my sense is you're gonna be talking to more people like me and I don't want you to make the same mistake again. What's it like to see something that you currently didn't see? Now it's true, I didn't mean anything by it, but, it doesn't matter if I meant anything by it or not. I needed to become aware of an implicit bias that I had, right? Um, I need to be become aware of what how someone else sees something and hears something. Does that make sense? Whew. So, um, one of our value, okay, can I get any man on that one? Okay, dang. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> and I told my wife about that, and she was like, um, wow, were, did you feel shame? And I'm like, honestly, a little bit. I did, I did. But I was also so grateful that she took the time to tell me that. Like, it was so vulnerable for her to do that, you know? Because who knows how, maybe I would have responded defensively or like, you know, I can't believe you even said that. It was so vulnerable and I felt like a huge gift was given to me because now I can see differently. I can't see completely, but I can see a little bigger. And so that was good. Um, okay, one of our values at Genesis is attentiveness. Attentiveness. I wanna to read to you what we say about attentiveness, okay? We say, we believe God is actively at work at all times and places, making all things new. Because we want to join that work, we spend time praying for and seeking a restored way of seeing, hearing, and sensing God, each other, and our own souls. 
But here's my last all play question. How can we pray for and pursue restoring our sight? How can we begin to pray for and pursue having our sight, our senses, and our hearing restored? What are some ideas? Oh, slow down. At first, Allie, I thought, I thought you were talking to me like, dude, slow down. But then I realized that was, that was your suggestion, that we should slow down. Maybe I should slow down too. I could. Um, stop talking. Okay, now, now maybe people are talking to me. Stop talking, weens. Keep it simple. Being present, practicing presence. Ask. Sometimes I stop, look the person in the eyes and remind myself, oh, things are going so fast, that they are created in the, in the image of God. Oh, yeah, love it. Stop, look, and listen and try to see. Ooh, Brian McWhite, decide not to be offended when you hear something that creates a response in you. Listen, wait. Try to understand why it created that response. Get curious about it. I love it. Um, <laughs> I know, Dan. <laughs> accept my response. Accept my, my vulnerability, Rajan. Yes. Ooh, Cassandra, ask for feedback. How can I have done better? Yes. Ooh, listen to the underside of Empire. Exactly, Bob. This is what this whole story is about, really. It's about the juxtaposition of a community of people filled with the religious leaders that can throw a guy out of community and a guy, that guy that gets thrown out is the only person in the whole story that gets a one-on-one -on -one with Jesus and that gets Jesus to say to him, I am the one. Like Jesus never reveals himself in the gospels and instead he reveals himself to this guy. Amazing. Izzy and Abby and Max say, don't get caught up on it so you don't lose sight of special things. Yes, so good. Ruthie, be willing to step outside your comfort zone. Yes, yes. Betsy, listen when you ask someone a question rather than planning a response. Okay, thank you, Betsy. It is so challenging, isn't it, to listen while someone is talking versus formulating your own response? I mean, my goodness, I am so guilty at that. So um, thank you, you guys. Thank you, thank you. I think this story is best understood and applied by those of us who are willing to say, I don't see everything that I think I do. You know what I mean? Like, I, I am at my best when I admit that I can't see everything and I need a restored way of seeing. So let me read the last few verses again, just the last six verses from John 9. 35 through 41. And yes, I just touched my face. Oh my gosh. Um, verse 35, Jesus heard that they had driven him out. And when he found him, he said, do you believe in the son of man? And he answered, and who is he, sir? Tell me so that I may believe in him. And Jesus said to him, you have seen him. And the one speaking with you is he. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Ugh. And Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment so that those who do not see may see. And those who do see may become blind. There's that paradox again, right? It's just paradox. And paradox is so that we can stop thinking in one plus one equals two, so that we can expand into greater and greater understandings of who God is, who we are, and who the world is, right? 
Um, some of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, Surely we're not blind, are we? <laughs> Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would not have sinned. But now that you say we see, your sin remains. No wonder he got killed, right? Oh my gosh, saying stuff like that. So friends, um, before we move into the prayers of confession, um, an honest prayer for those of us who want to see, right? Um, I think it can be as simple as um, carving out some space in your day and breathing in and breathing out and just asking. God, help me to see. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. Um, so, okay. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just aware of um, when we're, I don't know if you remember, you guys, but I did four weeks. <laughs> on disruption, invitation, um, education, and integration. And I think in an unbelievable sort of pre, a prelude to what we're gonna be in, we are in such a disruption right now. And the gift in it or the invitation in this disruption is that we are all hungry to see more. And I think right now is the time to press into that, press into attentiveness guys, to press into uh, what can God help me to see that I can't currently see. And I think it's going to result in delight, wonder, awe, and amazement. So let's be in that together, okay? Endings are a place where life is Thank you for listening to the Genesis West podcast. If, if you, you find, find yourself, yourself nearby, nearby on Sunday, we'd love for you to join us for worship. We meet at Elam Church Center in Robbinsdale, Minnesota. If you, if have, you have any, any questions or would like to connect with us, please visit us at www.genesiscove.org.